Well, hello again, and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. And as I've told you in the last couple of weeks, the most underproduced podcast on the internet. Just look at me. I got lights everywhere. I have zero ability on audio. I've gotten better. I mean, look, I mean, now I've at least got a microphone on. But what I try to do in lieu of the low production value is to bring on people who can say things or hopefully I say some things that keep you coming back. And the reason for that is that so you can lean forward in life as opposed to maybe hesitating to seek that next step of progress in your life. Hopefully this encourages you with the things that you hear that allow you uh, a new sense of courage and excitement about who you are and the direction that you're headed. So welcome back. And I'm really excited today to have a good friend of mine. And you can see on the screen, Jay is with us. Now you see Jay could be Jesus. I mean, I don't know if he's got internet and stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe it could be Juan or maybe it could be Jim. I, I, I don't. So rather than just guessing, I'm going to bring my buddy Jeff Valder on. Jeff, how are you, buddy? The big reveal. Well, I'm not Jesus. No, uh, no, you are not. I'm not even. I'm. I'm doing great though, buddy. It's a. It's a beautiful <laughs> day in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, I'm fortunate to live here and and to make my life here with my wife. So, yeah, not and, that life though. Yeah. Well, I uh, I've been thinking about having you on for the last couple of weeks, actually, just hmm. uh, because we met in kind of an unusual way, and our lives have really become intertwined in a lot of different ways. We're on a regular call uh, and, um, you know, it's been exciting for me. And so take just a minute for those who don't know you and kind of give a little bit of be, be, uh, a little background on you. Because today, before you go, we're going to talk. The subject of today's podcast is on mentoring and coaching. The differences, those, the way you can analyze it, what role fits best for you possibly or at least the considerations that go along with that but before we get into that just take just a minute and tell us a little bit about jeff and your background and kind of how you got to where you are today awesome man well um i'll try to keep that brief because i know that uh most of your listeners probably go to bed you know around 4 30. right um but uh yeah man i i uh i guess i'll just start like kind of as far as my time in the indus industry um you know, let's see, 2017, uh, 2017, I had the opportunity to, to come aboard with, um, you know, this, this company I'd never heard of here in Lincoln. Um, friend of mine was working there and said, Hey, like, you know, you should come check this place out. We'd, you know, I think you'd fit well here. Um, and, uh, had some deliberation. Uh, I was actually, up in Glacier National Park with my wife. Uh, my phone did not work there. And so it was like, hey, like, I guess you're not interested in this then. So got out of out of Glacier back to cell coverage, called him back um, and ended up uh, meeting up with uh, Luke Hansen and Marcus from Company Camp. Uh, Marcus isn't there anymore, but um, yeah. And uh, long story short, ended up uh, coming in there. Uh, company was really, really small. I think there were 14, 15 people when I started there. Uh, they've obviously grown leaps and bounds, not just in headcount, but in revenue and just the way that they're impacting the, the industry. Um, was there for three and a half years. Um, and, you know, so, some people know this, some people don't. Uh, but I got let go from company cam uh, in uh, 
2021. Believe it or not, it was my wife's birthday, 2021. That was wow. kind of that was Happy a rough birthday, day. Claire. Yeah, yeah. It was a rough day, uh, but honestly, man, I've I've learned so much since that day, and because of that day, um, you know, I uh, for those that that know Company Cam, it's a pretty loose culture, and um, I made a joke that some people didn't think was funny. So, um, you know, as far as that's concerned, um, good, bad, or otherwise, I I made a mistake and I own that mistake. And um, I tried to to live by that ownership and and keep take, taking that. But it, it was hard, uh, still is hard sometimes, but because I had a, a great team and a lot of awesome friends there and, you know, still have friends there and stuff like that. But um, that actually led me to, um, uh, you know, having some conversations with some other people around the industry, Ryan Shantz and Sumo Quote were always great partners yeah. of that company, Cam. Um, Ryan is just one of the classiest people in this, not in this industry, but just in the world. Um, he's just a good dude. Um, they just really cared for me well. Um, I got I got the opportunity to go and, and represent Sumo Quote, a phenomenal company, a great people, great product. Yeah. Um, you know, but but there are some barriers, though, because Sumo Quote, if you didn't know, this is based in Calgary. So their whole company is 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 Canadian based. Um, and here I am in the U.S. So I got to, you know, as as we were just coming out of the, the pandemic, things were kind of starting to come back alive. It worked out well because, um, you know, I was able to travel, you know, around the U.S. and uh, they were not as easily able to get across the border. So I was able, we were able to just really help each other out. I think in that time, um, had a tremendous time there and there's just so many valuable relationships I got out of that, that are now, I mean, still friends. I, I still have conversations with team sumo on the regular. Um, but, uh, a little over a year ago, uh, in March, um, I'd been there a year and, and it just, there, there, there didn't, because of the arrangement, the international arrangement just wasn't really able to uh, step into the role and be involved in the company in the way that I wanted to be. And, you know, whether or not it fit from from Ryan's side either. Um, but I also just I knew I was at unrest. I was I was just I had this unrest in me. And um, I think a lot of us do. But uh, speaking just for myself, I'm 45 years old right now. You know, I've got a little over 20 years behind me in my career and hopefully a little more than 20 to go. And so being at this halfway point, I was like, who am I really? You know, like I've got a lot of friends. I feel like I've got a great network network of people and some really tight friends. And that's all good. But when that's my identity, it can be taken away really quickly. And so um, I set out about a year ago when you and I uh, met somewhat serendipitously after somehow avoiding yeah. each other for years before that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just got to the point where. I wanted to figure out who I am when I'm not my work. Um, and, and that's just not about work, but that's about like the whole history that I've got of who I am and, and questions that I've had and things like that. Um, so this last year has been just really focusing on self-discovery. Who am I really? What is it that truly fuels me, motivates me, gets me excited? And as I looked back, you know, um, I've learned this, this last year that your life leaves clues. If you start paying attention mm -hmm. or seeing stuff, you start seeing connections and the more years you have to look back on the more data there is to make a, an accurate analysis. So, yeah. um, and, and having some really, really true friends, um, counting you among those Reg, um, that are, that are kind enough, but love me enough to like point some things out, both areas of 
that I could be improving, but also areas of greatness that maybe I don't see either. So before we go to where you are today, I want yeah. you touched on a couple of things that I think would interest the audience. And if people are not aware and they just hop on this podcast by circumstance or whatever, or chance, whatever, I, I really bring people on who have said things to me that I think would inspire others. Mm. And so you may not have a big audience or some of the folks that come on are just like getting to that front of that ramp. And I think that they're about to explode and yeah. I want to help in just exposing good people with a great message to this audience. And so, uh, you know, I know, I mean, we've spent a lot of time together in the last uh, year or so or 18 months, however long it's been, but you said something a minute ago that I want you to spend a little bit of time on. And yeah. you started talking about, cause a lot of people don't do this, Jeff, when they make a mistake, mm. owning it extremely is not something people get comfortable with. So when it comes to mistakes in particular, how do you suggest people become extreme owners in their own lives? Mm. Well, this is something that I've had lots of practice doing, but I haven't always had out of the park. Um, I just, I think this really comes down to just being the first one to call yourself out, right? Like if you, if you throw an elbow, you, you have a foul, like raise your hand and say, I did that my bad. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to move on. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people just say, Hey, my bad, I'm going to move on. And they skip that. Right. So there's, um, you know, John Maxwell has, a uh, the five, uh, the, the cycle of success, which is to, you know, try something. So you try it, you fail at it. And then there's two steps that are so, so crucial. And that is to adjust or to learn from it and then to adjust and then to try it again. So we think, you know, try, fail, try again. That's something that I think, you know, gets us going in that same, we get, we get stuck in a pattern, but if you try, you fail, you learn, you make some adjustments on that. And then you, and then you go into it again uh, to do it better than you did the first time. Um, so as far as just how do you how do you have that extreme ownership it's just really just being hopefully being the first person to call yourself out if you if you mess up um and i try to model that um i don't always like i said i don't always bat a thousand i don't always recognize that i made the mistake but if you do like just call yourself out it's it's so much easier to um you know thinking back to my elementary school days to go home and tell my parents that I did something wrong at school than it is for them to get involved from the principal or from the teacher or whatever. That's good. That would have ever happened, but you know. Well, interestingly enough though, I think, you know, as much as I know your story, I wasn't expecting you to say that today. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that there to be that level of vulnerability and that level of openness mm. to people you don't even see right now. Yeah. But I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is this level of ownership of your own life has impressed me and caused me to think, listen, for me, I have to assume that same role. Listen, this victim card played constantly yeah. is tired. And there are people that are listening to this podcast today who have blamed every fault in life on something somebody else did. And the reality of it is though we've all been hurt, many of us have initiated the own pain in our life. And I don't think it goes away until they do first what you just said, and that's be accountable. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's humbling to, to hear you say that, of course, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. I mean, it's just not, um, accountability is not easy. And, you know, I think there's a lot nor of is vulnerability, nor is vulnerability. That's correct. And yeah. so I, I mean, one of the things that I'm attracted to in that statement is that's what I've tried to present is like, if you know me at all, you know, I'm not really hiding because <laughs> I've seen the results of what hiding does. Yeah. And so I think people should start hearing a message here. And that is a part of where you're wanting to go. Listen to me has a lot to do with how you've left where you've been. Mm. Or if you've left where you. Yeah, been. right. Yeah. Either way, there's yeah. a gap between where you've been or where you were to where you're wanting to go. And that gap has to be owned. Yeah. And so I think you've done a great job with that. You also said something that I really found interesting too, and that was life leaves clues. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? So that was actually something that I, I heard from Dr. Ken Keyes at a uh, conference. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But what that means is that, you know, if you look back, you can start connecting dots. Like everything isn't just this big question mark, at least to me, it's not just this, you know, magic eight ball that we shake up and look for the answer on the bottom. It's, it's actually looking back. And like I said, you know, the more years that we have to look back on, the more we can draw from that if we're willing to learn from it, right? You've got to have an attitude of humility and vulnerability and just willingness to be shown some stuff that might not be all that pretty. Um, I've got tons of it, tons of it. We, we could do an hour long podcast for, three years and we still wouldn't. <laughs> right. But like, but, but the thing is, it's like, I've got a lot of crap, but if I'm not really looking back, looking back to like, you had shared this with me kind of in one of our private conversations is glancing back, taking note of what's back there, but not living in it, not being, not, not having to drag all of that. And that's something that, I mean, through, through so much work that I've been doing and continue to do, I'm still getting rid of some of that stuff. I don't have this all figured out. There's still stuff that, that trips me up, that gets in my way that I think I'm running full speed. And I look back and I've got this, you know, something on my back that I've been carrying around for 40 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, getting rid of that, having people, I think community is super important. Yeah. You know, there's this big macho lone ranger kind of mentality that, might be revered, but honestly, like I would be no one. I would be no one of note in any capacity if it wasn't first and foremost for my wife mm -hmm. who knows all of my crap and she still loves me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and she does it joyfully and because she chooses to, not because she, not, not because, you know, oh crap, like we got to grind this out and, um, so it's just, you know, having people like, you know, people that are farther, farther down the road, anybody that's been around me for really much time at all um, knows that I'm a Maxwell, John Maxwell fan. One of the things he says, and I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, it'd probably say this on it, but be a river, not a reservoir. Yeah. So always be pouring into other people. People think they don't have anything to offer, but you do. You've got experience, if nothing else, even if you got mistakes to share, share those. And then also, you know, 
having being poured into from upstream. And that's where people like you and I, I could name off a litany of other people um, who have just poured into me and invested into me and built into me. And they're, they're, they, they get to own any success that I will ever have from here on. Yeah. Because I'm standing on their shoulders to reach it. So let's go back to community for a second, because, and, and you know, some people call it community teams, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would encourage people to think about something. If you're on a team and in a community and you choose to leave that community or that team, you basically lose cover. And you basically lose the resource of others that is available to you being a part of that community. And that's one of the things I tell people constantly is find your cover, find your team, find your community, because you are going to reach a point at some time to where all the juice you have had that has been has been useful for you in your whole life dries up or it becomes a little more limited. And being intertwined and grouped with people and in community with them gives you opportunity to expand resource availability to you that you need in some times. And one of the things that you and I have talked about is even in the place you're in right now or the place I'm in right now, we are not really with communities. Like, I mean, like I don't work with a company like I used to when I was at Beacon. I mean, I had resources out the yin yang, so to speak, right? You had, you've had resources available. So when you step out by yourself, there's risk. And so one of the things that I strive for is that's why like conversations that you and I have and communities, I have to make myself because I realize the value of them, find people to be a part of them and them of me so that we can draw resource from each other. So if you're listening to this podcast today and you are the lone ranger, I'm telling you, silver's about to get shot. Yeah. Or silver's going to run out of gas. Silver's can't run that hill anymore. Whatever the case is, find community. And I think uh, you and I are working on that and doing some things for that, but I think it's critical to people's success. Let's talk about our topic for the day, and that's the difference between mentoring and coaching. And let me start out by saying this. I despise the word mentor for so long. You know this. I've told you, you this so I was blue in the face. Hate it. It's like, okay. I hate it. I'm like, dude, any, everybody who uses the word mentor is just arrogant. <laughs> I mean, they just, they just think they're smarter, they're better, they're, you know. And then I'm like, like I told you, I'm like, I'm going to study this word. And when I studied the word, I realized that a mentor is someone who's experienced and trusted and gives advice. Mm-hmm. Nothing more than that. It doesn't mean they have more degrees than I do. It doesn't have, it doesn't mean they have more smarts than I do or you do. It just means they're really, really, really experienced. They have spent time building trust with the community and the people around them. Therefore, their advice. And see, that's kind of where I think I slide into the equation. It's like over the last 13 years or so, I've had people contacting me kind of like you did and mm-hmm asking and seeking not just like what do i do but just let's talk about life and that mentoring role for me that i've always kind of avoided i've embraced now because i feel like these 63 years i've been on the planet and really hard the last 40 years in business and in life i offer 
experience to people who will receive it that can help them a lot in the decisions they're making. So the first thing, and I'm going to define mentor, and then I'm going to let you kind of define coach, and then we'll just extrapolate the differences and maybe hopefully help some people if they're looking for those, how they can find them. So to me, that's what a mentor does. A mentor comes in and provides answers, gives advice, and is more aggressive at that level. What's a coach? Yeah, I think the difference in the two, I think there's value in both. Uh, I think a mentor is definitely going to be more directive uh, around wisdom, guidance, you know, things like that. Yeah. A coach, uh, by definition or, you know, loose definition is just, um, you know, believe that, you know, people are creative and resourceful and whole and that you've got solutions in you and you just need to have them drawn out of you. And I think um, for you, you, you know, you and I, like you, you played both roles. Yeah. You know, there's been times that on our conversations that we have that, you know, I'm like, Hey, Reggie, this happened. Well, I had this, this happened a few months ago. I was like, Hey, like, I feel like, you know, I, I kind of made a mistake with, you know, how I was communicating with my wife and like, you kind of called me out on it, which, which was loving. And, and I appreciate it because then I was able to get off that call and be like, Hey, like went and talked to my wife. I was like, Hey, this is, you know, I just want to say sorry for this. So that was kind of more a mentoring role because you gave me some guidance because you're 18 years down the road from me, which mm-hmm. I'd be a fool to not be looking to people that have already lived and made their own mistakes to just draw upon that. Now, it doesn't mean that I have to live through them, but, right. but just to say, Hey, what have you learned? Have you ever learned anything in this? You've been vulnerable enough to be pretty free with just sharing that you've made mistakes. And yeah. so that, I think that makes it easier for me to come to you and be like, Hey, Reggie, I don't know if you've made this mistake, but this is a mistake I made. What do you think about this? And so, um, yeah, so I think just coaching comes down to, um, you know, it's, it's very present focused in looking toward the future. Mm. So, you know, coaches aren't therapists. There's right. Therapist requires a license by law. Coaches don't, but you can still take some steps uh, to to, you know, educate yourself around best practice and thing like that. Um, but, you know, a, a, a mentor is just really there, you know, either a- answering questions like a mentor might a- answer questions, whereas a coach is going to ask questions. There you go to help you arrive at your own conclusion. Yeah, mentors bring answers more than coaches at, at the same level coaches mm-hmm. ask questions. And yeah. so I think the reason for that and I know we're probably going to tread on some toes here in this conversation with some of our guys that I know I've got a lot of good friends and you do too who are in that coaching world and I think there's different types of coaches. Absolutely. But for me at a personal development level and that's what we're talking about growing, you know, people being able to get from here to there, I think to understand that coaches see clients, coaches, whatever you want to call them as an opportunity to pull out of them what's already there and allow them to discover things that help them rebuild their life. Because here's what I found out, Jeff. I have found out when I, I understand it, and I accept it and I start practicing as opposed to just hearing it, then I can see noticeable and lasting change. So, you know, how do you determine which you want and which you need? What do you think? Um, 
That's a great question. I mean, it's, I, I think, so some of the, some of the things that happen is, you know, if talking, you know, to, to friends or clients is um, there is a, a time that comes up in a coaching call that I just had this last week where one of my clients was like, Hey, can you just give me this one? And I said, no. And instead we continued on and I continued coaching them and asking questions and, you know, provoking them to, to think about their scenario in a new way and seeing through, I mean, this was on zoom and seeing through the screen, like they're, they're, they're all their energy changed. Their whole face changed. They got it. And when he said it back to me, it was far, far better than any advice that I would have actually guided him to. The, the person I had the opportunity to be having that coaching conversation with as their coach, I was able to keep asking them questions and they, th there's just, there's no way that I was going to be able to get that unique creative solution for their unique situation. It's something that they know, but then when you ask questions around, it takes a little bit more time. It requires a little bit more patience and, and it's a little bit more work than just getting the answers. But I think that it, it really becomes something that um, you own when you, when it's your idea, you just tend to own it and it's, it doesn't go away after the call or after the conversation. It's something that you, it's a discovery that we have that tends to stick with us because it's ours. Yeah, I think that's the key. And I think um, it's we have this want many times just for somebody so we don't have to work for somebody to come in and just like give us a cheat sheet. Like, yeah. you know, here, just do this. And many times I've said that to people and because it worked for me did not absolutely did not mean it worked for them and it didn't. And so then I feel responsible and I feel guilty. And then the fact of the matter is in coaching, if you have someone that's you, if if you if you have a coach in your life, let me just say this: they should be asking you questions. Absolutely, <laughs> they should be having helping you kind of dig into your own life and kind of being able. Now, I don't find it really many of the coaches I've dealt with are really too interested in how did we get here, meaning. You know, yeah. was it trauma? What, what, I mean, what was it? Cause that's more of a therapist's role. Yeah. But good right. coaches to me say, all right, here's where we are. Where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. Now let's see how we can get there. Absolutely. And I think we all need coaching and I think we actually, we all need mentoring. So I know you just started your practice. Yes. And getting people involved in this coaching kind of, um, the opportunity that you're providing. Tell us a little bit of how that's going, but more importantly, tell me kind of like what, how do you coach and who do you look for? And because if there's going to be people maybe listening to this call that are looking for a coach, yeah. what do you help people with? Um, so specifically, so you, you are correct. I, you know, you've been along this whole journey and seen this kind of unfold and, um, you know, so as I as I look back at life leaving clues, right? So I'm looking back at what did I love about my role at Company Cam? What did I love about my role in the previous roles that I had? 
And, and all of it really comes down to like my ability to help other people see a potential that they didn't see. I love doing that. That's like just part of who I am. And so getting to a point, you know, where it's so often that, you know, just the way our culture is, it, it trains us is like, you know, go to school, get a, go to college or don't go to college and get a job and like, let that be your identity forever. Right. And then we, then it falls through and somebody's like, Oh, it's not your identity. Oh, don't let that define you. It's like, well, you kind of let it define me because right. you, how you define me is by this. Um, so, but looking back on this is like, I see all these values that I have of like, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you, you spent a whole, almost a whole year, like not working, like must've been fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's been, I don't, it's been fun at times, but it's been a lot of freaking work. Yeah. You know, and a lot of work that doesn't have a direct, like I'm not getting a paycheck every two weeks or every right. month. Like it's a lot of work um, that I'm doing that nobody has gotten to see, but, uh, but a few people, I mean, there's certainly people in my circle that, that, that get to see it or have gotten to see it there. But um, the, the common theme is I'd find myself with a whole day to spend however I want. And I end up on zoom calls or phone calls or something, you know, with with other people that either are sharpening me or i get to sharpen them or maybe it's kind of a peer-to-peer thing but it's never really just sitting and shooting the breeze it's like what's the purpose of this where are we going with this and how do we get better because we're in each other's life um and so that just led me to well that along with i had four people last fall um four four different people none of whom know each other mind you four different people that know me pretty well within about a six-week period all suggested that i should be a coach or consider coaching and when four different people that don't know each other say that i took notice of it i was like whoa 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 this is interesting and then i've looked into things you know with the international coaching federation the icf which is you know kind of the gold standard of coaching yeah um and so the more I looked into it, I was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense with everything about who I am, with what I'm about, with what I love to do. Um, it still lets me build relationships, which is key to me. I love to connect with people. I love to connect other people to other people. Um, and so uh, setting off, you know, in that in that regard, having conversations, doing my research, I'm an information gatherer. I, you know, I'm a slow decision maker, but when I make the decision, I'm all in. Um, and so starting coaching, uh, let's see, it's coming up on four months since I actually had my first coaching call with a, with a client that actually paid me money, which is <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and so right now I've got, uh, I think I'm at seven. Yeah. Seven clients, which is awesome. I, I feel very fortunate to have those. It's all just invitation and referral. Um, but I've gotten to not just meet some really cool people, but I've got to be part of some really tremendous breakthroughs and discoveries. They're not mine. They're not my clients. It's when we come together, we both bring our whole self to the, to the conversation. Yeah. No distractions. We come to, we come to do work. Uh, we get some stuff done, man. And so you know, one of the key things that I want, you know, distilling it down into, into the, the most basic thing is, you know, I, I help, by I help people get from where they are to where they want to go by first of all defining the goal 
Secondly, when you've got the goal, what's going to keep me from getting there? So identifying the barriers that are going to help help you get there. And then clarifying that vision of where you really want to be. This is something I've been doing in my own life for years, but also really, really intensely for this last year. Um, and then lastly, after you, you know, define your goal, identify your barriers, clarify your vision is to then co-create together. So me with my client, uh, we co-create an action plan to bring those things to reality. And um, I feel like I'm like going to start like getting choked up here right now because like this has been one of the coolest. I've had some really, really cool opportunities and roles in my life. Um, I wouldn't trade this for any of them. I just wouldn't. Um, it's just, it's just been such a joy to to see people come to their own discovery and conclusion, and take like real steps toward what they want. Um, and I can't. I, it would be hypocritical of me to not have my own goals and not be chasing them down, right? So I've got I've got some things that I think are crazy. Um, that I'm that I'm chasing right now, um, but really just helping people navigate, you know, a transition. Um, uh, it was explained to me. So in my in my training through the International Coaching Federation, I just uh, finished the coursework um, for the level one ACC, the accredited coaching credential. Um, still got some mentoring hours and things like that. I know that you're uh, doing that too, but. Um, but one of the ways that I heard it put that just made a lot of sense was that coaching, um, like coaches aren't responsible for what the client does or doesn't do, but the coach is flying the plane. Or excuse me, the client is flying the plane. Scrap what I just said. The, the client is front flying the plane. So if I'm in there as the coach, I'm not touching the handles or the, what what is the thing? The I don't even know all the words. You know, the pedals. The yoke. And, the yoke. There you go. Is that what it is? Really? That's what I was looking for. Hey, did you see that clapping hands I sent you? No, I didn't. It's so awesome. I, I'm just seeing oh, all these emojis and I'm like, it's so cool. Anyway, like, go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I'm, so, I'm so such a child. Yeah, go ahead. Listen to this on, on audio only. You got to come check out Reggie's discovery of these amazing emojis on, on yeah. hand clapping. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, the, the client is, is, is flying the plane. The coach is helping them by asking them questions. Hey, what do you think that button's going to do? If you do this, what's going to happen? So it's really getting, getting the, the person that you're working with to really think and beyond what they've ever thought. Um, but also to, you know, more or less chisel away some of the, the hard outer shell that maybe isn't letting them be as full as they want. For me, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm like trying to you know, get rid of. Cause I know that underneath it, I'm, I'm much more agile. I'm much more flexible. I'm adaptable. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm all these things, but we start carrying this crap around or we don't start carrying it. We keep carrying it around. And all we have to do is like, take it off. And that is so much easier said than done. I'm not trying to minimize or diminish anyone's effort that's out there doing that. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but I can, I think now I haven't surveyed them, but I think that if you ask seven people that I've worked with, if it's been worth it to, to engage with a coach, I think that they will all say yes. But well, I'm going to say this yeah. while you're, before you go on, I think it's also a burden to carry this stuff. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's work to take it off, but it is exhausting mm -hmm. to carry it around as long as I've carried stuff and others carry stuff around. So really, you're just looking for an exchange. 
You know, I mean, you're going like, okay, rather than carrying it, it's going to take you some time to get rid of it. But once you get rid of it, you never have to carry it again. And so I think one of the important things that you've said is it's just work. It's just work. And, you know, I don't, I haven't checked lately, but I don't think in your back pocket, you carry magic pills. You give people that like, Hey, take this wake up in the morning and all this stuff's gone. Put your hand to the plow, Mm -hmm. right? Be honest with yourself. Here's the goal that we're after. And just know this, you're not on the journey by yourself. What more could somebody want? Who's really wanting a progressive step in their life? Yeah. Yeah. You don't hire a trainer for the gym. If you're like, you know, the, thing is they could write up a the best plan in the world for you but if you don't actually go to the gym and do the work yourself you're not going to see right. any change that's right so that's right. you know it's it, it really does come down to just owning it and that's that's been a discovery that i've been making it's been work that i've been doing again like you know something you said a moment ago reg is you know you don't you can put it down and never have to carry it again but i think some of us including me at times is i i put it down but then i go pick it back up yeah because it's so comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's just that it's been part of me for so long that I don't know who I you am. You know what you're getting with it. You know what you're getting with it. I mean, yeah. it's like it's a companion. It's a, it's a companion, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you a minute as we close. Is there anything particularly that you haven't said that you want to say yet? Or, you know, mm-hmm. I... Um, I want you to take just a minute to speak out of your heart to people uh, in terms of what you think may give them some encouragement or some forward lean. Wow. Um, nothing like being put on the spot with that. I know. Well, I, hey, I got to tell you all this before we got started. Before we did this, Jeff texted me, goes, hey, like, when do you want to get on this pre, pre-planning <laughs> call? And I'm like, oh, the day after never. <laughs> I don't pre-plan. No, you don't pre-plan. And so I, good. It keeps it a little bit more yeah. real. Yeah. And so um, I, if you, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but here you are. So just, I mean, right. like if there's some, cause I, I ask people this all the time. If there's something you've always wanted to say to others, but have never had the audience to say it. Now's your shot, man. Ooh, dude. It's something that I need to say to myself as well. Um, Put it down. Put it down. Like I've got stuff that I've been carrying and I am trying to put it down, man. And some days I do it and some days I don't. It is so flipping hard to put some of that stuff down. Um, forgiveness issues. Um, it's like, I mean, you know, we, we talk about drug and alcohol addiction. I mean, there's a work addiction that that exists it's where we go to hide because we we have validity in it and people celebrate it but really it's just where we go to hide um not all not all of us i'm not saying that everybody that works is 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 a you know has some underlying issue but you know put it down um i'm preaching this so hard to myself more than i am anybody that might ever hear this um it's just easier when i do um you know, and, and to, to really, I think, you know, things that I would want to say to people, definitely put it down, forgive. Um, yeah. This year is the year that I want to be a forgiveness. I really do. I, I've got some things that have been heavy 
for me to carry. And uh, those that know me well are, are pretty well acquainted with 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 the issues there. Um, but, you know, and then the, the second thing is in whatever capacity this looks like, every single person can do this is to be a river and not a reservoir. Mm-hmm. Who are you feeding into? Who are you pouring into? And I'm again, citing John Maxwell. I'm not trying to take that as my own. Who are you, who are you lending what you've learned? If you think your life has been a disaster, sharing it with somebody to help them avoid those mistakes gives redemption and value to yes. your mistakes. Yeah. I've got people that I've got such a great fortune um, that they see something in me that they want, that they're willing to ask for it, mentoring relationships, coaching relationships. Um, And it just, it, it helps me process my own hurt. It helps me by saying, here's what I went through. Here's how it affected me. Here's what I'm doing about it. Here's what does work. Here's what I found doesn't work. You're just shortening the span that somebody else is going to have to deal with. You're able to shorten the road a little bit for, for their own, for their own path. And so, you know, when it's a painful road, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can shorten it up and, and help them. And, and also just knowing that you're not alone. Everything is easier when you know that somebody else has done it or that it's already been done. Yeah. And so, you know, Reggie, when you're, you know, been on your podcast, putting your voice out there and, sharing the sharing your own dirt raising your own hand calling your own fouls you know Mm -hmm. that's why i approached you in the first place right i was like all right this guy's vulnerable enough uh i believe it's craig groeschel uh that that says like people will you know be impressed by your strengths and but they'll connect with you through your weaknesses Mm -hmm. that's a paraphrase i don't know the exact words but but nonetheless like being real sharing it you know we all put up this this front that we got it all figured out or that it's nobody does, dude. So I, I, we, you and I talked about this on our last call, I think. Um, but I think it's true. So true. Many times I can't get by something no matter how hard I try, but I have found relief when I've been able to share with somebody else and watch them progress from my pain. Yeah. And just knowing they're going through similar pain or something like my pain. And even though I have not got rid of all of mine, it, it really, it creates release for me somehow by pouring into somebody else's life and it's getting rid of some of the poison and pain in me by me being willing to help someone else. And I think whether you're mentoring or you're coaching or you're just being a friend to somebody, being willing to excuse yourself, listen, from your own picture of pain Hmm. for a short time to help somebody else is going to relieve the pressure that has been of the pain has been brought in your own life. Try it, folks. Try it. Listen, you know, whether you're a mentor or you're a coach or somewhere in between, Helping people has a place in our society today like never before. We need each other. We need to be able to take our experiences and bring them to community and to be able to help one another so we can resource from one another and ultimately, Jeff, so that we all can get to a place in life 
we're happy, we're fulfilled, and we're satisfied. Buddy, yeah. I, I'm very much, I, I want to say this before we go. I don't ever do this, but if you're out there hearing this, I wanted to have him on today because if you're looking for a coach, this is the dude that I would recommend as much as I would recommend anybody else. I've seen, I've seen the effort. I've seen the enthusiasm. I have seen the depth of understanding about people in life and his willingness to be vulnerable and open. You can't have anything more in a coach. And so, Jeff, tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, after I pick my job off the floor, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's very kind, Reggie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, um, I'm on LinkedIn and and sort of on Facebook. I'm on. I've got sort an account. There. I get I get notifications. Yeah. Um, Facebook's not my favorite place to live, um, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm on there right now. LinkedIn is always pretty safe. Uh, Jeff at jeffvalder.com. So, That's V as in Victor, A-L-D-E-R, Jeff at Jeff Valder. Do you have your own website? It's like, is that? I have a domain. Oh, I have okay. a domain, but I don't know. Quit being lazy and get your website up there. It's not lazy. It's just oh. priorities. I'd rather be a great coach and have a great website, but it's coming. It, there it you go. Touche, touche, touche. Well, y'all, I, I, You've heard his heart today, and if he can help you, I know he will. And like I always say, thank you so much for your time and your willingness to spend here. You should be leaning forward now. You should be feeling more comfortable after this podcast today to realize that the uncertainty that lies ahead is not something you should fear. You should embrace. But listen to me. Don't do it by yourself. We're here. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. God bless you all.